0: This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the place to stay updated and educated. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 353. Thank you for listening and downloading. Great to have you with us once again. Welcome to our first-time listeners, and we hope you become regular listeners. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, Would you take a ride in a flying taxi? Uber hopes you do. Panasonic has unveiled its 2019 TV range, including a transparent prototype. And Hisense's AR app allows customers to virtually try their products before they buy. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to to take a look at the HTC 5G Hub. We'll also take a listen to the Jabra Elite 85H noise cancelling headphones. And we'll also check out the Netgear Armour that can protect your devices at the network level. And we'll wrap things up with the Tech Guide Help Desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, I'm sure there's plenty of you that have used Uber's services, the ride-sharing platform. I'm sure you've got out your phone late at night and you want to get home or during the day, whatever time it happens to be, and you've called uh, an Uber and in a few minutes a car appears and you hop in and off you go. Well, that's the Uber that we know already, but uh, guess what? Uber is actually literally taking to the skies. They launched a few days ago uh, the new Uber Air Service. And would you believe Melbourne has been named as one of three locations around the world to trial this new aerial shuttle service? So that's right. Trials are going to commence in 2020. That's next year they're going to commence trials. The other cities involved, by the way, are Dallas, and Los Angeles, so Melbourne in quite good company there. Uh, reason Melbourne was chosen, according to Uber, uh, after several discussions with uh, local authorities, including the, uh, including CASA and the uh, the airway safety people. Uh, they've decided that, uh, yes, it's uh, a unique demographic and geospatial factors makes Melbourne the perfect third launch city for Uber Air. And that's a quote from uh, the Uber Australia and New Zealand general manager, Susan Anderson. So she said the governments have adopted a uh, forward-looking approach to ride-sharing and future transport technology interesting to see when this is going to happen, where it's going to happen. Well, where it's going to happen is in Melbourne, but more specifically, it's going to be mainly between the CBD and the airport. Now, anyone who's ever been to Melbourne or lives in Melbourne, cheerio to our Melbourne listeners. Uh, We all know that the trip from the city to the airport could take sometimes in traffic more than an hour. So imagine a service that would allow you to skip that traffic and make that trip between ten and twenty minutes. Uh, that that's a, that's a pretty pretty good deal if you ask me to get over that traffic. Literally get over that traffic. So what what's what's going to happen after several discussions? And and this isn't something that that Uber just decided on a whim. They've apparently already partnered with Macquarie Capital. Uh, And Telstra for the uh, network infrastructure and the Center Group, that's S C E N T R Group. They're the owners of the Westfield shopping centers uh, as well as Melbourne Airport themselves. They've worked with all those people to try to not only come up with the network infrastructure but also the Skyport destinations. So what they're thinking of doing, obviously Melbourne Airport, there'd be a a Skyport, but in downtown Melbourne, in the CBD, they're looking at Skyport destinations that can be anywhere from uh, using existing helipads on top of buildings or on top of other skyscrapers, on top of car parks and even shopping centre roofs. So that's where Westfield would come in. So the, the Skyports would be where the air service would shuttle the passengers between the airport and the city and vice versa. So Uber's saying that uh, under full operation, the Skyports would be able to handle 1,000 landings per hour. That's a lot of people being moved. Now, how are they doing it? What sort of aircraft do I hear you asking? Well, they have a new electric vertical takeoff and landing craft, that's VTOL for short. And uh, various versions are already in production, apparently, at Boeing. And Bell Helicopters. We actually looked at the Bell Helicopters uh, vehicle back uh, in January at the Consumer Electronics Show. I'm going to link it on our uh, story on Tech Guide. You can actually find it. If you want to do a search for Bell Helicopters, you'll see that we also shot a video in front of the craft, and I actually got to sit inside it. There is room for four passengers, including uh, not including the pilot. So five people all together. So there'll be a pilot, Four passengers, uh, and but in the near future, they're saying that by 2023, Uber plans to make the the service completely autonomous, so no pilot. So that might make room for one other passenger. Might 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 up the passenger capacity to five. At the moment, it's four with a pilot, using these these electric vertical takeoff and landing vehicles. Now they thought, well. This is uh, basically a helicopter that they're uh, that they're going to create that they're that they're introducing, uh, and Uber says, well, not quite because helicopters are quite noisy. They also create pollution, but these electric vertical takeoff and landing craft are, are very quiet in comparison uh, and have zero emissions. So uh, they that's what they plan to use to shuttle passengers between the airport, the CBD, and back again. But there's a couple little things we need to keep in mind here, uh, especially just in terms of logistics. Uh, I said that each aircraft can carry up to four passengers sitting behind a pilot, but there will only be room on the aircraft for your hand luggage. So if you've returned from an international trip and you want to take advantage of Uber Air and get into the city in a hurry, you're going to have to actually courier your bags, your checked baggage separately. So that's another thing you need to worry about. Your bags are going to get there a lot longer, a a fair way after you you do. So uh, if you need your bags in a hurry, maybe you need to take a traditional taxi or or a, a regular Uber that's actually driving on the roads. So this is how it stands, Dallas, LA, Melbourne, are going to be the three areas where we're going to see this happen. There are some pictures that I've included on Tech Guide, some images of what the aircraft may look like. Uh, but what do you think about this? Would you would you take a trip? Would you be willing to uh, get up in the air? A lot of the people I've spoken to about this, they said, "Oh, well, no, uh, after you, they're they're not really confident of uh, of using this type of service." But uh, and my reply was, "Well, well, you fly in planes and you do all that sort of thing." And uh, But their response was, yeah, but they've been around for a long time. These new electric vertical takeoff landing craft are brand new, so there's a little hesitation being uh, to, to get on board these new aircraft. I'm sure they'll go through some rigorous testing if, the, if that hasn't already started, but uh, I'd give it a go. What do you think? Would you give it a try? Would you be brave enough to be one of the first Uber Air passengers? I think uh, it'd be uh, really interesting. This idea, by the way, is not something that Uber's just sort of come up with in the last little while. It was actually mentioned in a white paper that they released back in 2016. The white paper was called Uber Elevate, and it did it did lay out the plans for this these for Uber Air uh, the fact that they want to use electric aircraft uh, and and take to the air rather than having to to focus on uh, having vehicles. Uh, on the road, so uh, the, the proposal included the obviously the electric vertical takeoff and landing craft, which would also help them not only have a quieter and more uh, e- environmentally friendly approach, but would also lower the costs and uh, as well. So the the cost of fuel and all that would would have uh, would have mounted, but being an electric vehicle, electric aircraft, that wouldn't be the problem. So. Uh, we're waiting to see what these, these craft are going to look like. As I said, I did see the Bell helicopter version uh, at CES, and we did do uh, we did a video. If you want to take a look at the Tech Guide YouTube channel, go back to January, you'll see me chatting in front of a Bell helicopter. It looks like an oversized drone, uh, and there's also... I'm inside as well, so you can see what sort of room you've got. Definitely no, no room for your checked luggage. Barely enough room for your hand luggage as well, I've got to say. Uber Air uh, launching uh, this flying taxi trial in Melbourne next year, 2020. Will you get on board? Would you like to be a passenger? Uh, let us know uh, in uh, on Twitter or send us an email or record a voice bite. Let us know what you think. Would you be part of this Uber Air? If you want to hear more about that story, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Panasonic has outlined its 2019 range of OLED and LED LCD TVs. Very impressive Panasonic's lineup is every year. They're the sort of company that's been around for quite a while. They're, uh, they've they got a very rich heritage of great technology, not only good audio quality, but also picture quality. They've been in, in, in Hollywood for many years. That's kind of a badge of honor for Panasonic, especially when it comes to their new televisions. Uh, often in the industry, they They do remind us that a lot of their OLED monitors have been used as reference monitors by Hollywood colorists, uh, Hollywood editors, so uh, this new 2019 range is no exception. The new custom professional edition 4K OLED, that's their top-of-the-line edition, which is the GZ2000, has actually been optimized by leading Hollywood colorist Stefan Sonnenfeld, He's a, so a colorist is someone who actually gets, makes sure the colors are right, as as its name suggests. Uh, but they do need to have a monitor that offers natural color and true to life picture so that they have a great place, a a place to start with, with the, with the color. Uh, and, and Mr. Sonnenfeld, uh, is no Johnny come lately to the colorist, to the colorist game. He's been the colorist for some of the most popular films in recent years, including A Star is Born. Star Wars The Force Awakens... Wonder Woman and Jurassic world, just to name a few there probably uh, a lot lot of other films he's worked on that you've probably never heard of, but i'm sure you 've heard of those I just mentioned, so he he kind of knows what he's doing in this space, so that that 's kind of the basis for these new OLED panels from Panasonic. They offer not only the great black levels and and great natural color but they also have this new HCX Pro intelligent processor, which allows that to just provide that amazing detail. Uh, Improved brightness and that amazing colour accuracy as well. The GZ two thousand, which is the top of the line OLED model, they've got they've got three series in the in the OLED lineup. But the GZ two thousand also happens to be the world's first to have built in upward firing speakers for Dolby Atmos. I'm sure you've heard of Dolby Atmos, which is that 3D sound that the the sounds appear to be coming from above you as well as around you as well. Well, this new TV can support that uh, without having to do any any trickery. It actually has upward firing speakers which would bounce off the ceiling and then down on the viewer or viewer slash listener, and uh, also on top of that, the audio system's been tuned by Technics engineers, a company. That Panasonic also owns as well. The Panasonic OLED and LCD uh, LED TV range also support HDR 10 plus technology. They also are compatible with Dolby Vision and also HLG. They're the three flavors of high dynamic range HDR. Uh, so you're going to get probably the broadest coverage of HDR codec in the business. So if you whatever to, whatever movie you happen to be watching, chances are the Panasonic will be able to handle that uh, HDR and present it as the as the director intended that's kind of the theme for the Panasonic lineup is providing that incredible cinematic experience at home just as Hollywood intended. That's kind of their catch cry. And uh, judging by these latest OLEDs, they, uh, they seem to have done the trick there. They look amazing. The LCD uh, LED range also uh, have 4K and ultra high definition resolution. They also have a, an improved uh, interface as well their my home screen 4.0 interface has been improved and puts popular streaming apps like Netflix and Stan and Prime Video YouTube right at your fingertips so you can access your content your favorite programs really quickly and really easily uh, they've also announced some sound bars uh, as well to go with the TV lineup Uh, And the OLED TV range, as I said, three series, the GZ2000, there's also the GZ1500 and the GZ1000. All three of those will be available in 65-inch screen sizes, uh, with the GZ1000, the entry uh, level in that series, also available in a 55-inch as well. So 65 for all of them, 55 for the GZ1000. The 4K LED LCD series, there are Five of them, uh, and uh, they, they they also come with the H C X. The the two top models, the G X eighty eight eight eighty and the G X eight fifty, also come with that H C X Pro intelligent processor. Uh, and there are some some that offer the larger screen sizes too, the GX880, that's the LED LCD 4K, that's available in 75 inches as well, because we do love our bigger TVs nowadays. They've also got 200 hertz motion refresh rate, so your sport's going to look amazing. Uh, Fast action like action films are going to also look pretty slim, uh, pretty smooth. Uh, speaking of slim, they are they do have these just amazingly thin bezels, really nice design. So all you basically are seeing is is the picture. On the OLED models, there is a slightly thicker chin on the TV, which is uh, I think where the speakers system, the sound system is located. So the uh, the LED LCD are virtually have no bezel around the whole TV, but the OLED TVs have that fatter chin on the bottom. Uh, uh, but the rest of the tv uh, top right uh, top left and right are virtually the bezels are virtually invisible but one other thing that panasonic unveiled uh, at their uh, press event last week was a prototype tv that when it isn't in operation is actually transparent can you believe this So they demonstrated it, and the TV actually has shelves built into the back so that you can store things on there. But when the TV is switched off, the screen actually becomes blank. So it's like looking through a window. Uh, when it's on, of course, it works as it normally would with the, the screen, the pictures there. But this is yet another way Panasonic's idea of making the TV in the room fade in the background when, it, when you're not using it. So rather than there just being this ugly black rectangle in the room, this prototype, it's an OLED TV too, uh, it actually tr- turns transparent. Rather than turning off and going black, it turns off and becomes clear. So you can actually see through to the back of the TV where those shelves are located. So it's like you're looking at a bookshelf rather than a black rectangle. There's pictures on Tech Guide if you uh, can't understand what I'm saying, but it it is an interesting concept here, where uh, for those who don't want to just be stuck with an ugly ugly black rectangle on the wall or on their on their entertainment unit, they can turn that into uh, something else. And the shelves on the back are angled at such a way that you can't actually see them, even if you're standing to the side of the television. They they taper inside in towards the center of the TV, so at that angle, it's very hard to see. There are shelves there in the first place, but in in the uh, when, when they turn the TV transparent, you could see the shelves and there's books on there, and there's a plant and other little knickknacks, uh, but interesting rather than looking at a black rectangle. The Panasonic TVs, and I have listed all of the prices of all those TVs. You can, you can, as you can guess, the GZ uh, two thousand, the top of the line sixty five inches, their most expensive TV. It's actually eight thousand two hundred and ninety nine dollars, uh, and then the OLEDs then range down to three thousand five hundred and ninety nine dollars. The 75-inch 4K premium LED LCD, I think this is pretty good value, a Panasonic uh, 4K TV for $4,999. That's a 75-inch TV for under $5,000. That's a brand-new 2019 model with that HCX processor, all that HDR uh, capabilities as well. That's That ain't a bad deal. But uh, all of those prices, all of those models If you're in the market for a new TV, Panasonic, a very reputable brand, all of those prices, the availability as well, the months where they're some are available now. The OLEDs will be available in July. The larger, the GZ2000, will be available later in the year in September. But all that information, the pricing, the model numbers, the sizes they're available in, uh, is all there on our story at Tech Guide. If you want to read more about it, that's where you've got to head techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide. Moving on to Hisense. Sense. This is a, a popular brand. Hisense, Sense in Australia. They they, they uh, first thing comes to mind when people think about HiSense are their televisions. They do make very fine U L E D TVs. They also have an OLED model in their lineup. But they also make appliances as well. They also make washing machines and refrigerators. In fact they are very popular here in Australia. This brand HiSense very popular in that appliance space as well. Well what they've done, they've launched a new augmented reality app an AR app so you can virtually try their products before you buy and by that I mean you can you can place the the product in your space at home to see what it looks like but uh, you know, not only does that work great with the television, you can place a TV on your existing entertainment unit. Uh, it, it uses the AR technology to measure the distances and place a scale version of the TV, how it would look in your home, and you can walk around it and up to it so you can sort of get an idea about the size. So if you'll think it's, for example, of buying a 75-inch high sense TV and you think, oh, is it going to be too big for the room? You can use this AR app, which is free, by the way, for iOS and Android users, so free on the iPhone free for Android as well you can use the app to see what it's going to look like and actually see how big it would be in relation to the room or the furniture you've got which is fantastic but I think the the even cooler feature is for their appliances now one, one trick it has is that it's able to measure a space in your home one example would be the space where your fridge goes so you, you often think, oh, how big, how, how big a fridge can I buy for this space? Well, with this Sense AR app, the Hisense Home AR app, you just aim the app uh, at, the, at the empty space. It'll measure that space, and it'll say, right, you've got the X amount of room. It's this much by this much by this much. And then it'll show you what would fit in that space. And then you can virtually place it in that area. So if you want to see what the new fridge looks like in your kitchen or whatever, you can do that. Same deal for a washing machine. If you want to place a washing machine in your laundry or wherever you want to put your washing machine, you can do that as well. So it'll measure the depth of the space. uh, And then you can, once you've placed that in the room, you can walk around it uh, and and scroll it to see what it would look like. So you can walk around it if if there's room to do so. Uh, So a really handy way, rather than having to get out the tape measure, and pray that you've got the right size, or if you're worried that the TV is going to be too big for your room and might not fit on your entertainment unit, this, the Hey, sense Home AR app, Hisense Home AR app will do the trick. It is really handy so you can measure the space for your TV, your washing machine, or your fridge. Uh, really, really cool idea. I really like it. If you want to read more about that story, You can check it out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand and the company behind the very popular Orbi range of products, their mesh Wi-Fi systems. And they are still offering their uh, Orbi Home Wi-Fi Challenge where if you buy an Orbi system and it does not improve your Wi-Fi network across your home, you will get your money back. And do you know how many people have received a refund after taking the challenge? Zero. Not one person has received a refund because Orbi works. It's great for today's modern household where we're streaming our favorite movies in 4K. So many products connected to the internet. We're playing online games. It provides this ultra-fast Wi-Fi connection no matter how many devices are connected. Orbi plugs into your existing modem and is really easy to set up. Looks great too. Blends into your home's decor. Orbi's the easiest, fastest, and most expansive and advanced. Advanced mesh Wi Fi network available today. Give it a try. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Or be better Wi Fi everywhere. And now, a tech guide review with Stephen Fennec. Righto, first up in the reviews, we're going to take a look at the HTC 5G Hub. This is one of the first 5G devices introduced by Telstra. Telstra is now running their 5G network, and the HTC 5G Hub is the only non-smartphone device that's 5G. This is a hub, so it's meant to be used on the go or in or, or in your home. So uh, it's not a phone, or the, even though it is running the Android operating system, uh, it's kind of like a little mini tablet slash smart speaker slash slash router. Uh, that can tap into Telstra's 5G network or 4G if you don't have 5G in your area and provide some pretty impressive speeds and connections. Uh, this is a device that has uh, got a 5-inch display on the front. Uh, on the back is their charging port, a little SIM card tray, and an Ethernet port as well so you can physically connect a device to take advantage of that fast connection. But this is meant to be a hotspot that is both at home and at home or just as well, just as at home on the go. So you can put it in the bag and you can be using the laptop in out in the field and doing whatever you need to do. Uh, Or you can set this up at home, link up to 20 devices wirelessly and let it power your entertainment, your 4K streaming, your online gaming. So it is an option for customers. Now, of course, it's a 5G device, but you need to be in a 5G coverage area which is coming at the moment pretty thin on the ground, not so much 5G around. But even if you don't have 5G, you still got 4G, which is pretty fast. Now, I live not far from Sydney Airport uh, in the southeast of Sydney. And according to Telstra's projected uh, 5G footprint, I'm right in the guts of their coverage because I'm so close to the airport. At the moment, uh, I think I'm on the edge of that coverage. I, I never got a 5G connection with this device. I've had it for about two weeks. I tried it in the city. I tried it all around the place. Couldn't find 5G, but was getting fast 4G. In the city, wouldn't be uncommon to get 300 megabits per second down. Here, uh, where we were trying it at our home, we were getting about 140, 150 megabits per second down uh, and about 60 uh, up as well. So it, that, that's 4G, of course. 5G, that would be twice, three times, maybe four times as fast as that. But That's coming. It's not here right now. If you want to get in on the ground floor, future-proof this purchase. The HTC is not a bad way to go. Even, uh, as I said, the speeds I was getting, 140, 150, uh, and 60 up, that's better than my fibre-to-the-curb NBN speeds that I'm I'm getting. I'm on the 100, 100 down, 40 up, and I'm averaging probably 93, 94 down and about 38 up. That's still So the HTC 5G hub is still better than my uh, NBN connection, and that's not even on 5G. That's still on 4G, and it's still beating my NBN speed. Now, 5G, uh, we've explained this in the past, is not just about speed of downloads. It's also about latency, and by latency, I mean how quickly things can react over uh, when, when they're connected. Now, I'm talking the good example about this would be gaming. If you're a gamer, uh, one of the enemies of an online gamer is lag, and with the type of low latency that five G can offer, that lag virtually disappears, so you can be competitive. Uh, So, another advantage of five G: not only will it also have capacity as well. So. An example I give would be uh, how many times have you been at a a football match, uh, like a league match or an AFL match, and there's like 50,000 people there. Try getting a message, sending a message. Sometimes the cells are all crowded. It's very hard to send or receive any kind of, uh, any connection. So that's because... 4G, that's kind of the technology, it's like not enough lanes on the highway. Now imagine 5G where that is not an issue, there can be hundreds of thousands of people around you and the capacity won't be compromised, that's the 5G technology, more lanes, bigger pipe, however you want to say it, it does offer that kind of speed and connectivity and that kind of capacity. So there's several advantages of 5G. This HTC 5G hub will offer those advantages if you, of course, once, if and when 5G get to where you are even now if 5g isn't in your neighborhood i still recommend this this is still a pretty good buy to connect you and your family and your devices to a very fast connection that's only going to get faster now as i said earlier if you're using this on the road fantastic device because you can use it anywhere it's small enough to put in your bag even though it's got a five inch screen small enough to take anywhere at home, you can link up to twenty devices wirelessly. Uh, you can you can also connect one through an Ethernet cable, but that sounds like a lot. But if you're in a home with you know many people who have got phones and laptops and tablets, uh, and you've also got a few smart products in your home and a few other things. 20 which sounded like a lot is actually not that many if you 've got a larger household and you 've got a lot of connects a lot of stuff to connect I 've got way more than 20 things connected to the internet here so in this in this instance the HTC if it was the only device in your home you may struggle with uh, having enough connections to the network uh, and so that that's something to keep an eye on although this could possibly be used to supplement your existing connection if it is your only connection then uh, you' You've obviously only got 20, so you've got to be a bit selective of what you want to connect, how many smart devices you need to have, uh, whether you connect all your smartphones and tablets. This is something that you really need to think about. Uh, so that's that, that's one point. But on the road, as I mentioned, it is, uh, it is pretty fast and very reliable. Even if you're in 4G, it's still pretty quick. Now, this is also a uh, – it's got an Android – a 9.0 operating system on board. So what, you, what you've what you got here is also like a little mini tablet. It's got a full version of Android. You can download apps. You can even watch YouTube on it, surf the web, whatever you want to do. It's like a little mini Android product. And because it's Android, it also has Google Assistant. So it's like a smart speaker as well. So you can talk to this thing, uh, play your music, whatever you want to do. There's that. There's that option as well. So a lot of handy things there. Now, how much does it cost? Now, it was very hard to find the outright cost of the HTC 5G hub on the Telstra network. I've got to be honest, I had to reach out to HTC. Uh, shout out to Thomas, the boss of HTC in Australia. He had I said, mate, how much is this thing? I can't find the price on the Telstra website. It's $984 outright. Which when you think about it for a 5G product under a thousand bucks, that's pretty good. You're gonna get a five G connection out of this for it, don't forget. So there's that option and then you have to have your BYO, your data sim through Telstra of course uh, the only thing that I'm not 100% sure of is if you do buy it outright and if you buy a data sim, will that sim be provisioned to work on the 5G portion of the network so that's something you, uh, that I've got to discover and if you're doing, if you're buying this now you need to ask the question of Telstra as well because the other alternative is to buy it on a plan and the plans are, are not cheap they start at sixty dollars a month uh, so sorry seventy dollars a month and then it comes with 25 gig of included data uh, if you want to go up to 94 a month you get 60 gig of data and if you want to, you want to go all out hundred and four dollars a month that goes up to hundred gig of data now you think <laughs> about how fast this thing is and the, the amount of data they're offering there it wouldn't be hard to burn through that data, especially if you're, if you're getting gigabit per second speeds, you can download potentially 20 gig in like two minutes so that you can really burn through that data. So be careful if, you, if you're if you going to buy it on a data plan uh, and obviously you're going to pay it off over two years then make sure you got enough data to handle what you need. Now, if you're bringing this home to run your household, stream Netflix and play games, you're going to burn through that data pretty fast, I reckon. And if you do go over the included data allowance, uh, the extra data is charged in $10 per gigabyte blocks uh, you can also opt to have the peace of mind data plan, which doesn't charge for excess data, but it throttles your connection back to 1.5 megabits per second. Who wants that? You've got a 5G hub, for God's sake. You're not going to want to restrict the speed. So keep an eye on that data. Make sure it is enough for you uh, and your needs, whether it's used at home or on the move. The HTC 5G hub, we love it. Uh, we, we rate it and are looking forward to having more 5G coverage so it can really give it a good test. But uh, if you want to read more about it, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Well, next up, we're going to talk about headphones, and, uh, in particular, the Jabra, uh, the the Jabra Elite 85H headphones, to be precise. Now, Jabra is a name we've known uh, for a long time, that they've made earphones for quite a long time. But this is their first foray into the noise-cancelling headphone space. And you got to remember, they're kind of now standing shoulder to shoulder with Sony and Bose and these other brands that have been at it a while uh, and that know what they're doing. But uh good news is that uh Jabras brought it. They've uh they've they've their noise cancelling headphones uh do uh they do stand up for themselves. They do hold their own against Sony and Bose. Uh they've put a lot of technology into these headphones, the Elite eighty five H. They've also brought across their audio expertise from their from their earphones as well, uh offer plenty of features too, so they're comfortable, they've got great controls, uh, and they look nice as well. On the design front, they've, they've got this woven finish, so it kind of looks like what you, the cloth you put over a speaker grill. That, that's kind of covering the, uh, most of the outside of the headphones. They've got also uh, the please plastic accents as well. The headphones also swivel, so really easy to adjust. They fold flat. That's in fact how you turn them on. You, you put them on, uh, they do turn on them by themselves. To turn them off, you put them flat, so you swivel the earcups down flat, and that turns it off as well. Uh, the headband, is it's a pre-tension headband that's lined with leather padding. Ear cups also have that soft foam cushioning as well. So not only are they comfortable, but that cushioning also helps to eliminate that outside noise, so a little bit of passive noise cancellation right there. Uh, they're also rain resistant too they've got an IP52 rating so if you are out in the wet they're going to be okay. They're also backed by a two-year warranty, which is good news. Now, we wore the Jabra Elite 85H headphones on our recent trip to San Francisco for the Apple Worldwide Developers Conference, and I did not have to charge them once. So that's, it's a 13-hour flight there, another hour to San to San Jose from San Francisco, same back. Uh, so that that's about, what was that, 14? So that's 28 hours of flying. The Jabra did it easy. They've got a thirty-six hour battery life. That's probably the uh, the feature that they have over Bose and Sony. Their battery life is killer. Way better than Bose and Sony. If it was Bose and Sony, I'd have to recharge when I was in uh, San Francisco for the trip home. Not the case with the Jabra Elite 85 H. Uh, now, the the device themselves, so so the ear cups themselves, uh, on the right ear cup is where you find all the controls. So you've got your music, your call control, we'll talk about that in a minute, 3.5mm audio jack to connect to your source, uh, like like we did on our flight. There's no Bluetooth on the plane, unfortunately, so we had to connect a cable, uh, connect the adapter. Uh, and on the left cup is the the button that allows the you to cycle through the various sound moments. So you can, the sort of sound modes. So you've got uh, active noise cancellation, You've got hear-through, which allows you to hear the outside world without having to take the headphones off. So if someone's talking to you or you're trying to hear an announcement at an airport, uh, you can easily hear that. It it takes advantage of all the microphones on the outside, and then you can hear whatever's happening out there. Uh, the, The active noise cancellation actually uses those microphones to pick up that ambient noise and cancel it out. That's how noise cancelling works. So pretty good so far, uh, really easy to control, very comfortable to wear for long periods of time. But the other cool feature, this it, the, the headphones know, there's a feature called Smart Sound that uses AI. It knows where you are and analyzes your environment and can give you the sound to suit your your environment. So by that I mean, say you're on public transport particularly noisy, the headphones will automatically switch to active noise cancellation and block out the noise. But it's also smart enough to know that if, say, I'm standing on a train platform and it is smart enough to activate hear-through so that I can hear the train coming, out and hear the people around me. But then when I step into the train and I'm riding on the train and it's noisy on the train, it's smart enough to then turn the active noise cancellation on. Really smart. So, If I'm on the platform or on a busy road, for example, it turns on that hear-through feature so I can actually hear my surroundings. It uses scene analysis technology that can detect more than 6,000 unique environmental sound characteristics. Can you believe that? And then it makes the call on the right sound mode for where you happen to be which is really smart. That's really cool. I like that it takes over and makes that decision for me Uh, rather than me having to toggle through the app or toggle through the buttons. It just does it. Uh, Speaking of the app, the Jabra Sound Plus app, Helps you also personalise your settings. So you might like uh, different listening moments. You might want to override a moment that it's decided for you, a sound mode. Uh, There's also an equaliser on board too, so you can personalise the sound to your taste. You might want to pump up the bass a little bit. You might want to do this or that, depending on the type of music you're listening to. You can also have your choice of voice assistants, whether it's it's, uh, Siri, Google Assistant, or Amazon Alexa. Plenty of choices there. But how do they sound? I hear you ask. Well, on the audio side, I was very impressed. Very full bodied sound. So, really nice nice big soundscape uh, an impressive bass a lot of detail as well um, The you know if you're listening to hard rock or classical whatever you happen to be listening to the Elite 85H can really deliver they, they do sound really good even low volumes still get plenty of clarity hear that detail really nicely as well one thing I would improve would be the bass the bass is a little thin for my liking uh, a little bit more need a little bit more authority I reckon not bad uh, acceptable but if, if it was up to me I would not, tick it up a couple of notches and just have a slightly better bass but apart from that excellent sound uh, I mentioned earlier you can make your phone calls through the Jabra Elite as well. Uh, well. I was very surprised to hear how clear the calls were. You're talking professional grade microphone designs here, blocks out the background noise. People we were talking to had no idea that we were talking on a pair of headphones on our phone that was linked to our phone instead of uh, through the phone itself. Um, the the device, as I said, doesn't have a power button. You just unfold the headphones to turn them on. So you basically put them on and they turn on. Then when you File them flat again, like when you're putting them in your case, uh, the headphones will turn off. I mentioned that battery life was amazing 36 hours of battery life, and that's even using active noise cancellation. So that's not just hearing without the noise cancellation, that's with noise cancellation as well. So uh, that, that's if, if you got even if you're flying to, to Europe, which is a, a 20 hour plus flight. This will go all the way. No need to charge them up halfway. This will survive the whole time. In fact, they were so comfortable, noise cancelling was so good, I fell asleep in them uh, on, my, on the flight back to Australia, uh, and, and they were still quite comfortable. I could still sleep actually quite well while I was wearing them. Uh, if you're not using noise cancellation, if you, if you decide you just want to hear normally without ANC, that battery time, would you believe, can go up to 41 hours That's a lot of listing. Now, to charge them completely takes two hours, which isn't too bad, uh, but you can also, if you just want to quickly give it a 15-minute charge, that'll give you up to five hours of use. So if you want to use them, if you maybe forgotten on your commute, you forgot to charge them, 15 minutes, you get five hours out there as well. Now, how much are they? Uh, The Jabra Elite 85H are 400 and $99, which puts them above, that makes them more expensive than the Bose QC35s and the Sony WH-1000XM3s, which are kind of the the standard bearers for noise cancelling headphones. They're now cheaper than $499. Uh, the Jabra Elites are, they're in the same ballpark, I'd say probably the quality is on par, if not slightly inferior to those other brands I mentioned, not far behind. A lot of you listening may think that the the Jabra sound better. They're, they're up there anyway. At the very least, they're in the same ballpark. Uh, one area that, that where Jabra is superior is that battery life. The, the, none of those other brands can offer that sort of battery life. Are they worth 500 bucks? If you're going to spend $500, uh, would you drop it on the Jabras? These offer all the features that you're looking for in active noise cancellation and that long battery life. That, that seals the deal for me these are very these are worthy worthy headphones if you are in the market the jabra elite 85h 499 bucks available in three colors black blue and uh, and beige uh, if you want to check it out read our complete review you know where to find it techguide.com.au Next up, we're going to talk about Netgear Armour. Netgear, as you know, one of our sponsors on the Tech Guide podcast and their the Orbi range that we've, we speak about quite often on the show. The Orbi range have now been strengthened, if you like, with this new Netgear Armour. Armor. Now, the Netgear Armor is a cyber threat protection system. It's like it's like getting internet security software for your entire network. Traditionally, we put our, our software on our computers, maybe on our phones, but what about our smart devices like cameras and lights and baby monitors and security systems? What about those things? It's very hard to install uh, internet security software on those products. Well, with Netgear Armor, which uh a uh, you can install on the routers, whether it's an Orbi router or the other, uh, their Nighthawk routers as well, you can have that protection at the network level. So all of your devices are protected. It, it protected. Every device uh, connected to an Orbi system, will, uh, whether it's a, a camera, whether it's a tablet, whether it's a phone, whether it's a TV all have this protection, which is supplied by Bitdefender. They're total security, which lets you install a complete uh, anti-malware protection for your entire network. So uh, you can even monitor it through the Orbi app. So if there is some kind of scan, uh, some sort of malware or spyware detected, uh, it can detect them before they get a chance to hit any of your devices. So uh, spyware, ransomware, malicious links—it's—it's it's very easy to be targeted by these these online dangers. But now Netgear Armor can stop them. Uh, it's like building a moat around your network. It stops them at the gate. Not even—they don't even get to the gate. They can't come anywhere near you because you're protected at that network level. You can even receive notifications if any threats are detected and blocked. So it's good to know that it's working. It'll tell you. When it stopped these threats. What you also get with Netgear Armour is Bitdefender Total Security, which lets you install their anti-malware protection on your phones and tablets and laptops so that you're still protected when you leave your house. So once you leave, you're on public Wi-Fi networks, you're out in the world, you still have that protection that Netgear Armour provides as well. Netgear Armour, it's available now for Australian and New Zealand customers. Uh, it works. On all Orbi Wi Fi mesh systems, uh, it also works on the Orbi R- RBR50 router and the oh. RBK50 and the Orbi voice devices, the or- Orbi products as well. That's the RBK50V, that's the Orbi voice. So you can install Netgear Armor. On that network level, uh, all RBR50 routers have already received a firmware update to allow for the installation of Netgear Armor. You can trial it for free for thirty days, and if you do decide to take up the annual subscription, it's ninety nine dollars ninety nine, and that will protect no matter how many devices you are on your network. It could be twenty, it could be fifty, could be eighty. That annual subscription is still ninety nine ninety nine, and protects anything that. is on your network at home so well worth looking into if you've got an orbi system uh, you can add this amazing protection that protects all your devices at the network level so all that malware any kind of danger doesn't get anywhere near your devices it's stopped uh, in its tracks by the netgear army on the orbi routers if you want to read a little more about the netgear armor uh, and check out how it works you can do that at techguide.com.au This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can protect you and your family online. Now, we live in a world where hackers are constantly finding new ways to steal your personal information. And because we spend so much time online, it's quite possible we could find ourselves in a cyber criminal sites. The Norton team is dedicated to keeping people safe online, and no matter how they connect. So whether you're paying bills on your phone, shopping on your tablet, banking on your laptop, Norton Security Premium is working hard behind the scenes to help keep your information, your identity and your devices protected for more information on how to protect your digital life visit au.norton.com and now answering all your tech questions the tech guide help desk couple of quick ones on the Tech Guide help desk. I do get asked a lot. I travel a lot and yet I still manage to keep up with all my sport, especially my rugby league. I get asked by a lot of people how do I watch it if I'm travelling? I want to follow my AFL team. I want to follow my NRL team. What do I do? Where do I watch it? Uh, my answer is, well there's two uh, there's two websites which are also apps as well. Watch NRL and Watch AFL. They are the browsers or the, or the web or the apps you can download for you to watch your AFL and NRL if you're traveling overseas. Now, these only work outside of Australia and New Zealand, so uh, hence the reason why if you're traveling, uh, it's a good idea to invest because you will never miss a game. So live and on demand outside Australia, I actually use this to watch State of Origin one in the US when I was there for the uh, Apple Worldwide Developers Conference, Game one was actually at three a.m. Uh, local time. So rather than me staying up till three a.m. and watching the game, what I did I woke up at six a.m. when I knew the game would have been finished, and then pressed play and watched it like it was live. I turned off all the scoring notification, didn't look at social media, watched the game when I woke up in the US as if it was live. And that's what you can do too. You can watch it live or you can watch it on demand later without knowing the score. It's up to you how you want to do it. But I do get asked this a lot on how uh, people can keep up with their teams while they're traveling. That's how you do it. You can either have a weekly subscription, $19, or you can go monthly, $33. Or if you want a 12 month subscription, pay up $189 to watch to your heart's content every single game, if you're overseas. It won't work in Australia, you've got to remember, so uh, this only works overseas. So if you travel a lot, if you live overseas, you might be listening to this podcast in another country. You might be an expat who wants to keep track of your team. Watch AFL and watch NRL are uh, the, the apps to use. Uh, the other quick one I had too, i have have one of my readers asked, they're travelling overseas and they want to put a US SIM card in their phone. They asked, uh, and this is, uh, this is a question that is not the first time I've been asked if i put a new sim card in my phone will it wipe my apps will it do anything to my contacts answer that is no all it's going to do is connect using a different network all your apps all your emails everything's going to stay the same contacts all you're doing is connecting to a different network so all your stuff on your phone is safe uh, if you want to read more about any of those stories, uh, watch NRL and watch AFL apps. Very good, uh, very good apps to have if you're a sports fan and travelling overseas. Uh, well worth checking out. Don't forget they only work if you're travelling. That is full-time on our show this week. Uh, it's gone so quickly. Everything we've talked about, though, on the show, you can find at techguide.com.au, and we love hearing from you. So if you want to get in touch, you can send us an email, info at techguide.com.au. You can also record a question for me using a an app that I helped develop. It's called Voice Byte. Click on the record button on the Tech Guide website, and a little recorder will pop up. If you haven't registered, you've got to register, but if you have already, you can hit the record button straight away and you can ask me your question in your own words, your own voice. I will play that on the Tech Guide podcast and answer it live on the show. We want to give a special shout out to, to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that keeps you and your family safe online. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So Until then, stay safe and stay connected.